Hi guys! I have a bit of a different episode for you today. So I was recently interviewed by Michaela Irvin. She runs a group for women entrepreneurs and she is doing a summit on money and our mindset towards money. Um, And so she interviewed me to talk about the placebo effect. Um, So I just wanted to share this interview with you guys because it goes over, you know, mindset and how powerful it can be. And that's going to apply to anyone, no matter what your goals are. So I hope you get a lot of value out of this. Um, It's a little bit longer than usual, but I'd love to hear your feedback. So if you can go to my website after you listen to it, um, katiegarrett.com and leave a comment on the contact page, I would appreciate it. Thanks and hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to today's Fem Money 2020 interview. So today I'm interviewing my friend Katie. Uh, I'm really excited to interview you. I always refer to you as like <laughs> my Google. Katie backs up everything I say about mindset with real medical facts so that people actually believe what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but I was first like really sure that I wanted to bring Katie on because we were at one of my local meetups uh, last month and I was telling somebody something about mindset and Katie was like, actually, yes, this is real. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually a real medical thing. And I was like, I need you to come on um, and talk about this. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm really excited to have you here. Sure. I'm really excited to be here because I just enjoy being around you and spending time with you because you're always like, laughing and learning and growing and I just think you have a great presence. Thank you so Uh, much. (laughs) So I am a functional medicine um, specialist and a nutritionist. Um, So functional medicine is basically trying to get to the root causes of people's health issues from a holistic but also scientific perspective. Um, And then you guys know what a nutritionist is. So I kind of combine those two together um, in a way that I use lifestyle um, and um, and supplements in order to help people overcome things like weight loss resistance, fatigue, and chronic illness. Mm. So I like to tell people I'm like a health detective, and whatever's going on with you, we will solve it. <laughs> That's my favorite like title <laughs> that you have is the health detective. It makes everything click. <laughs> So that's awesome. So today we're talking about some of the ideas that we've already discussed throughout the Fem Money um, videos and trainings that we've done, but we're talking about them on a scientific level. Um, okay, so we're talking today, you have actually told me that you're going to share three different types of research that you have um, on the different ways that our minds play into what's happening around us. So why don't you go ahead and introduce those three things and tell us a little bit about, I'm going to let you take it away. Okay. Sounds <laughs> good. All right. So three things are the placebo effect, um, the nocebo effect, and then how our thoughts impact other people. Um, so the placebo, you know, of course is where um, someone is being told that they might be getting an active treatment. And so then they um, have the consequences as if they were actually getting that treatment because they believe that they might be getting it. Um, so that's used all the time in studies. So I was like, that's how we validate that things actually work is that you have someone taking a placebo and then someone taking active treatment. No one's supposed to know which group you're in. Um, and then from that, we can tell if someone, um, if that active treatment actually worked. So all of the good studies have a placebo effect in it but the studies are supposed to be about the active treatment. 
but in science, what it ends up becoming about is this placebo because it's like so hard to get a medication to outperform a placebo. And so there's a, I know, so there's a, um, a summary study that was done in all, on the placebo effect itself. And so they just like went through all the studies and they're like, okay, how much of an effect does placebo have? And they found that placebo works 30% of the time. Wow. So 30% of the time they're getting the, the active results. Like if you're taking a, if you're doing a study on antidepressants to fight off depression, 30% of the time the depression goes away with placebo. 30% of the time the blood pressure goes away with placebo. Um, so it's a pretty strong effect. <laughs> and so, so our brains are powerful is what you're saying. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. And so you know, my favorite study around this is probably my favorite study of all time. Yeah. Um, and I think just because it applies to all of us is called the Yale milkshake study. Mm -hmm. So there's like videos on this, like you can look it up. Um, and what they did is they took two different groups and they gave them the same exact smoothie. And one group, they told them, Hey, this smoothie is called indulgence. It's 600 to 700 calories. It's going, you know, it's, it's filled with sugar. It's delicious. Um, and then they give the other group the same shake that said, this one's called sensible. It's the sensi shake. It's only 200 calories. It's low fat, low sugar, low carb. <laughs> You can drink it anytime you want. And so then they gave him the shake and then let, made him wait four hours and then asked them at the end of four hours, like, how likely would you be to recommend the shake to your friend and how full are you? And the people drinking indulgence were like, oh, it was so good. Like, I loved it. I'd recommend it to everyone. I'm still full. Like, I could eat, but I'm not hungry. And the people with the sexy shake were like, eh, it was okay. I'm not sure if I'd recommend it. And I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> They ate the same thing. <laughs> that is so crazy. Yes. So when we, you know, get on like a, a health kick and we're eating a certain way and then we're like, oh my gosh, I just feel like I've been eating the same thing every day. I can't do this for the rest of my life. Like this isn't sustainable. Like that's mindset. Oh my gosh. <laughs> how we think about a food or we eat a, a, a whole meal and then we're like, ooh, but I'm still hungry for those chips or that cookie. Um, that's usually a mindset thing. So that can just, this is one of my favorite examples of how strong it is. <laughs> So, so you're telling us that there's no excuse. It's all in our mind. <laughs> you're taking away all of our alibis. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know, I, and I, I do want to, I know you're just kidding around, but I do want to say that like, as I go through these studies, like there, we don't want to have an all or nothing mindset. And so like I said, you know, placebo works 30% of the time. So we would expect it to work 0% of the time. So 30 is amazing, but that's 70% of the time. These people don't get better with placebo. So it's definitely yeah. not enough on its own to have mindset. Um, like you said, you know, in your previous video, like you got to pull out your little action card that you're going to get done that week <laughs> and you know, have to put things in action for sure. Yes, I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. As a strategist, I'm always saying you've got, you cannot have just strategy or just mindset. You've got to have both. Yes. Um, and so it's, but it's amazing what the two do together and right. how one can pick up the slack for the other sometimes. And so that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, the next study on the placebo effect kind of takes things up a notch. Um, and this one is just like mind blowing because you would think that there's no way mindset, like with appetite and satisfaction, you're like, okay, yeah, mindset can play into that. But in this study, you're like, no, there's no way. And so this one is a study in which they did a knee surgery. Okay. So they have a placebo knee surgery. So these are people who have, you know, severe arthritis, bone on bone in the knees. Like they're told, this is why you have pain. This is why you can't walk. 
um, is because this is how your joint is. And so then they took um, one third of the people and all they did was poke the four holes around the knee that they would normally put the scopes in to do all the debridement and fix the knee, but they didn't actually do anything. So they just poked the holes so they would look on the outside like a surgery. And then another group, they poked holes and they like washed it all out. And then another group, they did like the full surgery and did like all the debridement. Uh, and so then at the end, um, it was it was obviously um, not blind to the doctor, but it was blind to the patient as well as to the person who was doing all of the assessments. So the people that oh were you know, saying, hey, how did this surgery work for you? They didn't know if they got the real surgery or not. And then the patient didn't know if they got the real surgery or not. And what they found is that they have this uh, knee pain scale that's like an objective scale um, from zero to 100. And if you're at 100, you're at like severe dysfunction. And after six months after the surgery, the people who got the placebo surgery, um, they had, they were at a 48 on the pain scale. The people who got the real surgery were at a 51. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then at two years later, they were both at 51 on the scale. That's so, so crazy. <laughs> the bone on bone knee patients got just as much improvement from the knee surgery from having nothing actually done to their knee. They were able to walk away and be like, my pain is much less. I feel good. I can move it. I can walk again. And they didn't actually. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. I, I feel like my mind is going for so many things other than just money mindset, like in the medical field. Cause I know like my mom had to get a surgery a couple of years ago and I was like, get a second opinion. Like mm. don't do a surgery yet, yeah. um, until you get a second opinion. And so, uh, that's, that is just so crazy. So, yeah. and then you have one more, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then the last one, um, when it comes to the placebo is about like allergy effects. So this is like more so, um, you know, if you believe that you're consuming something that um, could make you better, that's a placebo. If you believe you're consuming something that can make you worse, that's a nocebo. And so the, with the nocebo effect, um, this happens all the time with like allergies, mm -hmm. where people feel like they're going to have an allergic reaction. And so they have an allergic reaction. Um, and especially if you um, condition it. So if you're like, um, I always have allergies when I, you know, eat from this place or when I have something made with flour or like whatever it is that you condition yourself. <laughs> and so um, in this study they did, they like conditioned this drink with um, putting um, dust mites in the person's nose. And so, and then that would create this allergic reaction, right? And so then after a while, they would put nothing in the nose so the patient didn't know that there wasn't any dust mites being put in there. And as soon as they had the drink, they would start having major allergic reactions. And when they measure like the nasal fluid, they're measuring that there is an increase in histamine, there's an increase in inflammatory compounds from the body. So your body is actually mounting a full immune response to a drink that has nothing in it that you're allergic to. That's because you had kind of associated that drink with allergies. And so now you're actually creating a new allergy. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah. I wonder if my brain does that with coffee. Like I think just because I'm yeah. drinking coffee, I get wired. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so bizarre. It is so true. Yeah. If you drink coffee all the time, like, sorry, your brain's become adapted to it. You could drink coffee and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's like, true. So I've done it. <laughs> 
so yeah, we can, we can condition ourselves to believe things. And then when we have that belief, we actually do change the physiology of the body. And then another study found that this effect becomes even more intense if it's paired with stress. So if they did things to stress you out when you were forming that belief that like, this is my allergy and so I'm going to react allergically to it, then you were like way more likely to have an allergic reaction. So it's not just about like your beliefs, but it's also about like how stressed out you are. You're going to be more susceptible. Like you're going to be more easily influenced and you're going to be more likely to start forming negative associations. That's going to create negative reactions that didn't need to be there to begin with. Wow. That's, that's so fascinating. <laughs> okay. So you, ha you said something about sharing the result of how your mindset affects others or how other people's mindset affects you. Is that another one that you mm -hmm. want to share? I'm really yeah. interested in that one too. I don't think I've heard that one yet. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so when it comes to the way that, um, I guess I, I do want to, to tie it in real quickly to like how we can um, view money because if we like hear money and then we've conditioned this like, oh, I feel guilt, I feel shame, I feel selfish, I feel greedy. And so we've conditioned all these negative feelings. Um, then when money is brought up, you're going to have, that's the, the energy that you're going to be manifesting is that of like, you know, limitations, um, self-consciousness, insecurity, that kind of stuff. And so that's not a place that you can really like do good business from, right? Like that's mm -hmm. not a place where you're going to make good decisions for your business. That's not a place where you're going to have great conversations with people. And the only way to sell something is to talk about money, right? Like, yeah. You can't be like, Hey, buy this thing. And without asking about what it costs, if you want to talk about it, this is your <laughs> best purchase. Like you have to talk about money. So, Absolutely. So if you have kind of created this negative conditioning around it, um, or you have this mindset that says like, I'm not going to um, ever really be one of those people that makes a lot of money, or I'm not a money person, I'm not a salesperson, um, then that is what you will going, you're going to create, right? Like we just saw that like it impacts your physiology, it, it impacts your symptoms and how you act. And mm -hmm. so knowing that now, then you can see, well, how is that going to impact the person I'm talking to? Yeah. So that's where this part comes into play is like how your own beliefs will impact others in your environment. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the ways that they've studied that is with doctors um, using a measurement of empathy. So doctors weren't like treat, like they weren't um, taught in their schools to be empathic. So they weren't taught to think about like, when I deliver this information, how is the person going to receive it? Um, or what do, do they trust me? You know, like they're taught like just to follow their algorithms. Mm -hmm. um, and so studies have started to see like, oh, that actually impacts patient outcomes. And so well, one of my favorite studies in which we would like not think that the way a doctor talks to us impacts our, our actual health is with the cold or flu. So like this is like a bacteria or a virus, right? Like mm -hmm. you would think like, how does a doctor's eyes and smile have the ability to impact <laughs> like a cold or a virus? Yeah. Well, what they have found is that um, when they have patients going to doctors who are trained to be empathetic versus ones who were scored by their patients as having low empathy, um, the cold lasts 5.8 days in the empathetic doctors and seven days in the doctors who did not have good empathy. So it's like a day and a half less of being sick if your doctor just made you like feel comfortable. <laughs> I totally believe that. That is. Yes. 
That's amazing. So how do you, how do you think that that translates that that study in particular translates to our money mindset and um, things of that nature? Yeah. Um, well, and the, and the other thing is that like they've done this study and in, in, in for more than just the cold or flu, they've done it mm-hmm. for cholesterol. So like mm-hmm. um, diabetic patients who see doctors who are more empathetic have lower LDL cholesterol, which is the bad cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have a lower um, A1C, which is like their three month average of blood sugar. And so like their health outcomes are like measurably, like objectively better. Um, And the crazy thing is that um, they found that these diabetic patients who were seeing these understanding doctors had a 40% reduction in complications from diabetes. Wow. (laughs) More than medication. (laughs) That is so crazy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. My mind is blown by all of this. I'm so fascinated. Like this is like a hundred percent, not my zone of genius, but I'm so fascinated by the science behind it because I mean, I was even skeptical about money mindset whenever it was first, you know, introduced to me years ago. And so it's crazy how it just keeps, it continues to be confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. So for the patient there, I mean, studies have also shown they have lower inflammatory markers, lower rates of anxiety and depression, you know, and they control for other variables, right? Like they're checking to make sure that these aren't people who have more money or better family or better Mm -hmm. socioeconomic status or age or that kind of stuff. Like they control for all of that. Like the Mm -hmm. only variable they can tell that's different in these two populations is the empathetic doctor. That's how the studies work. Um, And so it just really goes to show that like um, for the doctor himself, like having a more empathetic mindset is definitely helping his practice. It's going to help him get more satisfaction out of his job. So like, that's how we've been internalizing the placebo effect is like, it's going to make us better able to manifest what we want to make better choices, but it's also going to impact our customers, the people that we're working with. So when they were more empathetic, their patients were able to achieve their goals. You know, they're able to, to, um, to do all the things that the doctor was asking them to do and to better um, live their best life because they had someone that they knew was had their best interests at heart. Yeah. Um, so, so that's one of the ways that it, it affects us. And to get even a little bit more nerdy, this is my, uh, my last study <laughs> to go through, <laughs> um, is that, you know, we talk, like people talk about like energy and like energy medicine and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I'm up for anything that's scientific. Mm-hmm. And so we know we can measure the energy coming from the heart, right? That's called an ECG or an EKG. Mm-hmm. And we can also me- measure the energy coming from the brain. It's called an EEG. And mm-hmm. so you can like see the electrical waves on a graph. And like, that's how we test to make sure your heart's working well or you didn't have a stroke or yeah. Um, but they can use this in relationship too. And so you can like measure someone's stress state by looking at their type of brain waves and by looking at their heart waves. And so there's an institute called the HeartMath Institute. They've been around for um, several decades. They've done over 300 studies. Um, and so one of their, their really cool studies was that they trained um, people to be able to get into a state of coherence which is a state of um, deep appreciation um, and where their mind and their heart waves were in sync with each other. So it's kind of like, you know, sometimes where our, our heart might be telling us like, Hey, um, you know, I'm feeling run down and your brain is like, I don't care. You got to keep going. We got to make this goal. You know, <laughs> like that's a state of incoherence. Like that's when we feel overwhelmed or anxious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. So when those are working together, you know, when your heart's like, oh my gosh, this is the right thing to do. And your brain's like, yes, and I can't wait to do it. Like that's a state of coherence. So they were trained to meditate and to create this state of coherence. Um, And it takes a lot of time and it's hard to get to. And then they took people who were totally untrained and they said, what if we just put them in the same room and had them like look at each other, sit within six inches of each other so they could be um, within each other's energy field because you can actually measure like the magnetic frequencies, you know, a certain distance from the body. And they did find that um, the people who were untrained were actually able to reach a state of coherence when they were sitting next to um, just kind of staring at someone who had reached high coherence just by being in their presence their brain and their heart were able to get there. Whereas people who sat with other people who were untrained, they never showed an improvement in their state of coherence. And then they also found that um, those who, um, let's see here, there was a statistical relationship between um, if a participant felt like they trusted that person they were sitting with versus they were like unfamiliar or unsure about the person they were sitting with. So if if the untrained person was like, okay, yeah, I feel comfortable with this person. Then they were able to get into coherence just mm-hmm. by being in their presence. Whereas if the person was um, kind of shut down a little bit around that person, unsure about them, then they would, their coherence never showed, they never increased. Um, mm-hmm. So it's cool to see that like both on your own end, if you train yourself to be in a better mindset place and to be less stressed, you can have that impact on someone that you're with to make them feel that way. And also if you have the personality where you're able to make someone feel like, you know, they're trustworthy and, and you're, and they can um, feel comfortable around you, they will be more receptive to the good energy you're putting off. Absolutely. So, yeah. And that's all measured. <laughs> that's all measured via uh, magnetic, like electrical frequencies. <laughs> like, this is not, you know, just like a subjective questionnaire. This is like something that's, uh, you know, lines on a graph. Yeah. That's amazing. Y'all listen to Katie. She's, she's saying I'm right. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that is so awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So you can imagine if you're like, if your heart is like, Oh my gosh, I deserve to make money. And like, I feel so good about my business and people need this and this is serving a higher purpose. And then your brain is like, oh, what are they going to say if I tell them it's this much? And are they judging me? And should I have it be this much? And I feel weird talking about money. So you're in a state of incoherence. Like you're not going to make great decisions, but you're also impacting that person that you're talking to. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, even if you're saying the right things, like if you're giving off the wrong energy or you're not in an empathetic state, like they're not going to be able to be like, oh yeah, I need this. I want this. I feel good about getting it. Yeah. So you're going to be like turning off your, your customer if you have that hang up. Absolutely. So do you have any advice or tips or pointers on how, if you are um, somebody who is in like an incoherent space or, um, you know, maybe you just know that there's a lot of stuff that's off <laughs> out there, <laughs> how to get started and how to dive into becoming more, um, energetically aligned. I don't know. I'm getting too fancy with my words. <laughs> How to do what you just said. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got two, two things and this is how I approach my patients as well. And so we, we always need to treat the symptom and the root cause. Cause like, if you just go after the root cause and that takes you like a year to get to, like no one wants to have a sulky next year while they're working on their health. 
or their mindset. And so you do want to treat the symptom too. And so to like treat the symptom of a poor mindset around your money, um, the best thing that you can do around symptom for any mindset is really practicing mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my best tool for that is Calm app. Um, we got treated at Michaela's group a couple nights ago. Um, <laughs> practice some mindfulness as businesswomen together, which was amazing. And so appreciated. <laughs> um, but the, the Calm app um, has a 30-day free trial. that you, If you go to calm.com slash calm health trial, um, you'll get 30 days of free access to it. And you don't even have to put in a credit card. Um, and start with seven days of calm and just understand, like, what is mindfulness? What can it do for me? Why? I need to practice it. So we, have, mm-hmm. we have to have awareness before we can change what the thoughts are. And Absolutely. mindfulness helps you to have that awareness and to practice letting it go. Um, and then you have to get to the root cause. So you have to do some digging around and find out like, where did you develop your beliefs? And why do you feel like people are interpreting you that way? Um, and when you, when you dig around, you usually find that these beliefs are a coping mechanism to deal with the stressor that you just didn't have the tools to deal with at that time that it arose. And so if you continue holding on to that coping mechanism now, now that you do have tools um, and you have awareness, then it becomes a maladaptive coping mechanism, right? So like it helped you to adapt at one point maybe, um, but now it's, it's hurting you. So just like if you had a broken foot and you put on a cast and you're like, oh, this castle on my foot to heal. So I should wear it for the rest of my life. So I have a healthy foot. Like, like, yeah, healthy when it was broken, but now you need to get out of the cast and start walking around. That puts things in a perspective for sure. (laughs) Yeah, we need to kind of go back and, uh, you know, like I know for me, like I never wanted to talk about money because I was ashamed because we didn't have it. And I didn't want people to know that, you know, what our situation was like and how we were making it, you know, look like it was better than it was. And so like money kind of had just this shameful thing for me, which was good because I totally would have gotten like judged and bullied and teased at school, you know, when I was little, but I'm not anymore. Yeah. I don't have to keep holding on to that, even though it helped me at one time, we then have to let go once it's no longer, we're not in that situation anymore. So you have to do some digging around to get to your root causes. I love that too, Uh, you know, just kind of the acknowledging that it was there to serve a purpose at one time. So not judging it or not like holding shame for it, but just simply letting it go, like you said, and just, this doesn't serve me anymore. And I'm going to move on to something better. Um, So that was so great. (laughs) This has been awesome. So um, we have gone past our time and I want to let you go. But uh, one last thing, will you just let everybody know where they can find you and get more of this amazing information uh, from you on a regular basis? Sure. Um, so the main place can be my website. So it's uh, my name. So it's Katie Garrett um, at, uh, dot com. And then when you go on there, I have a blog and a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can take a look at those. The podcasts are 10 minute episodes, real quick, real to the point. Um, I'm all about efficiency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I have a little, um, an ebook on there about carbs, probably the conversation that most people are confused about when it comes to nutrition and diet. So it helps to clear up some of the confusion on that too. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Katie. This has been amazing. You're welcome. I always love talking with you, Michaela. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. Absolutely.